Welcome back, everyone. The Good gallery you use Hi, I'm Robin. Hi, I'm Duncan. Hi, I'm Neil. We are going to be a podcast primarily focusing on everything Pokemon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Galar Region News at 8. And this is technically episode 17 and 16, because unfortunately, last week, we had a, shall we say, technical issue in which the device that we recorded episode 16 on decided to pretty much um, kill itself and the podcast was unable to be recovered, unfortunately. So we've kind of... It was easier for us to just do a two-part podcast now covering the news from the past two weeks and the past two episodes than essentially trying to re-record it. So for all of those of you who were excited last week, um, we disappointed you. I am deeply sorry. It wasn't intentional, but unfortunately these things happen. And hopefully going forward, got a new bit of kit that should at least work reliably. And it was really disappointing was as bad. well. It was our best one as well, Rob. Well, well, I was yeah, literally... I was literally saying he was so disappointed. That was the one episode that Post Malone said he would come and um, co-host with us as well, and he just he just revealed a whole load of secrets about Pokemon. It was crazy. Uh, but maybe there wasn't any like issue your end. Maybe Post realised his mistake and like somehow with his Post powers managed to destroy the file. That, I mean, yes. Everyone, go and find Post Malone's Twitter and tweet at him. Why did you destroy the podcast? Do you know if we ever got big, we'd have to do something like that? Yeah, I guess. Like, like, ideally, it'd be nice if we could get Post Malone on. Maybe I'll email him and we'll see. But anyway, that's just sort of the apology at the start. And we'll get into the episode proper now. So... As usual, you have myself, Robin, the... Now, here's the real question. Do I use this one I used last week, or do I come up with a new one? Well, I don't remember what you did last week, so it'll, you know, it'll sound brand new to me. Uh, <laughs> I am, well, you, you, I hope you remember when I say I am the orchestral master. Oh, yes. Um, what did I say? Uh... First chair violin, Neil, that's the one I used for the orchestra. Yeah, and I think um, I got the, uh, I was going to say the triangle, but instead I said like the, oh, and I still can't even remember what they're called. Like the guy with the big noise at the end. Symbol. Symbols. Symbol. I'm the guy with the big symbols going, I am Duncan. For the people that did not obviously hear the non-existent podcast last week, the three of us would probably be that person with the triangle or a tambourine. I mean, I don't even know if musically we have the skill to do that. But anyway, getting into it, how have, I suppose we might as well do the past two weeks, been for you guys then? It's been a week since last week, so I don't know what that week, what happened in that week at all. Um, and this week, yeah, it's kind of been more of the same, really, but the important thing for me is tomorrow morning, because it's tonight in America, I will finally get the new season of my beloved Legends of Tomorrow. So it'll be time to watch the start of season six. That's the Arrowverse show, isn't it? Yes. What about you, Duncan? What have you been up to for the past two weeks? Luckily, my answer for this week will probably be identical to whatever I said last week, which is pretty much just working. You caught the shiny Smurgle. I did, although that greatly annoyed me because it took me about 18 or 19 attempts to over about two or three days to finally catch it. I thought, oh, I'll be a nice husband and catch it for my wife as well on her very first attempt caught. So, I'm now a grumpy husband as well. Um, but the only real 
really exciting but sort of interesting, I suppose, is a relatable thing for this podcast because I managed to smash my phone screen, which Ooh, was fun. That is fun. Thankfully I, thankfully, I had insurance, but I had to go to our like biggest city near us. Is that the city? Birmingham. Go to Derby. And while I was there, I went in all the shops that sell various Pokemon goods. And it is a little bit depressing when I walk in all the shops going, oh, actually here, if I lived closer here, there are a lot of shops that do sell them. There was like a few toy shops, WH Smith's, Gabe, expensive um, Pokemon drinks, cans and bottles. The Ocean Bomb drinks. Yeah, and there was, there was a bottle as well. Ooh, I'm have to look at that. It's expensive though, and there was also something like edible. I can't even, don't even know what it was in like a cardboard box there as well. So you will have to check those out, Robin, and to your great collection. Mm, my week has been obviously I was. This is more last week, but uh, obviously all the stores in the UK had reopened, so I went and I got loads of Pokemon product that I had not been getting for like the past couple months. So that was super fun. And I managed to pull a, a couple cool cards. I got the VMAX Shiny Ditto from Shiny Fates and the uh, Shiny Lucario from Hidden Fates. So yeah, and I got the alternate artwork Urshifu. So yeah. Not a bad little haul, really. As, as well as various other bees and various other shinies as well. But they were sort of the uh, impressive ones that I pulled. And for a bit of a cat update, I currently have loads of little scratches over my ankles because he has taken to fighting my feet at the minute. <laughs> and he normally wins. I'm sorry, Robin, but I do find the image a bad way for me. Yes, he, uh, he decidedly won this morning when he got one big scratch on my ankle. So, yes. And uh, I also managed to get a haircut. I was sorely in need of a haircut, and I managed to get one. So, yeah, that is our news this week, or the past two weeks. Getting into the more Pokemon-related news, we will start with Pokemon Go, as is normal on the podcast. Apart from last week, when Post Malone did a 45-minute concert before we got into the news. And none of the songs were even Pokemon songs. Well, yeah. But he did, he did do uh, four unreleased songs that, you know, no one's going to hear other than us three. So, uh, I guess we'll start off with some depending on how you look at it, very sad or very funny Pokemon Go news. There was someone out there who held a gym. Actually, I'll ask you, Duncan, what's the longest you have held a gym for? Ooh. I, I reckon I've held a gym for at least a month. So I'm, I'm saying around 30 days. Because you know the, the gym I've held the longest? It was the place that we had the reception at your wedding at. I held that one for like two months. Wow, people always not play Pokemon where that <laughs> place is done. But um, it fails in comparison to the guy who we believe has the world record because he held a GM at for a hundred, uh, sorry, a hundred, 1,333 days. <sighs> Do you know what sucks most about that? 
if he only got 50 coins for it. Yeah. Or if he had another gem, and that one gold rate got his money, he maybe got nothing for it. Well, I think the thing that sucks even more about it is he literally put it on... Uh, he put an article up, I believe, on Reddit or somewhere of that nature. And then literally two minutes later, a cheater spoofed in and took it from him. That was how he he lost it. Because it was... Um, apparently, the Pokestop was some kind of a conservatory on top of a, a mountain that you can not access by foot. And the only reason he was there is because he was repairing something because of fire damage. And no one had been there ever since. So, yeah. So, a little bit of sad news for Pokemon Go. Maybe that person will get banned because Pokemon are currently handing out a lot of bans at the minute for quote-unquote cheaters. Uh, this is another news. So if you are currently cheating, expect to get banned soon. They are doing a big push on this at the moment. Again, other than spoofing, which is where you essentially make your avatar in Pokemon Go appear somewhere you are not actually standing I don't think there's much other cheating going on in the game other than that, but yes, they consider that cheating and they will ban you for that. So if you are doing that, maybe stop or don't. It's your life. You can make that decision. But if you get banned, we did warn you. And we will probably laugh at you. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Cheaters never prosper unless they're really, really rich business owners. Generally, they do. Using their resources, right? Using their resources wisely. It's exactly what you used to say when you used to try and cheat on spelling exams. Well, I can't help it if they have the spelling exam in the library where the, the words are literally wrote on the wall next to me. Why would I not cheat? It makes no sense. You're saying it's cheating for the first time. Nah. What are they going to do? Take my results back? They'll say cheaters never prosper. I should have just learnt the spellings and then I'd be able to spell now. And the big news for Pokemon Go at the minute is Pokemon Go Fest has been announced for this year. We don't have a lot of information on it yet. At the end of the day, it is Pokemon Go Fest. It'll probably be exactly how it's been for the past few years. You'll buy a ticket for probably around 15, 20 pounds and they'll have a big event and it'll hopefully be a lot better than last year. Uh, the dates have been confirmed for the 15th to the 17th of July. So I plan on getting the ticket. We all know Neil's going to. What about you, Duncan? Uh, I'm currently scheduled to work then. Oh. Obviously, we have the event starting on May 4th, the Luminous X event, where you'll be able to catch Xerneas. And yeah, the Pokemon rotation will change to involve a lot more dragons, which I'm happy about because I'm currently pretty much caught everything other than like two darks and a couple dragons on my challenge thing. Uh, and that is pretty much all of the important Pokemon Go news. Have you uh, managed to open all your gifts yet, Duncan? I have finally done all the gifts. Well, so when, when was the last? How long has that taken me? <sighs> three, three months, something like that. So that's like not even two gifts a, a day. <sighs> but I'm, I feel like I'm going pretty well through the next ones. They're trying to catch. I've caught about 70 different species. I've nearly got 30 of a couple obvious ones like normal types. 
Yeah, I got like normal and flying and like water and yeah. fire and electric like day three. Yeah, the day the ones that I'm low on at the moment is ice because there isn't been many ice ones at the moment. Yeah, that's one of the ones that I'm lacking on slightly. Yeah, and uh, dragon, unfortunately. Yeah. No, you're you're fairly low on that still. Don't worry, Duncan, you'll manage to catch up because obviously the next challenge is to be level 40, which I'm like still 3 million experience off. So I don't think I'll be getting that one anytime soon. Uh, moving on, we shall move on to Pokemon card news now because we do have a fair bit of various Pokemon card news. Starting with probably, as I said last week, it's going to be the motto of this podcast. As we said last week, we have some news about the uh, Eevee's Hero set. And the news is, it will have a lot of Eevees and Eeveelutions in it, surprisingly enough. The artwork has essentially been released for some of them. The Espeon alternate art looks very nice. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I have. I've actually got all of the... Eevee Heroes cards that have been revealed so far in front of me. Any in particular that look very nice. And I want you to predict which one is going to be the chase card, Neil. Right. Um, out of the ones that have been revealed so far, unfortunately, with the way the game is, anything that's not a V is probably. Why, well, yes. I filler at this point. I assume it is going to either be a, I mean, a full art's got a chance, I guess, if it's competitive, but yeah, it's probably going to, it's either going to be a gold or a secret rare, or at this point, probably an alternate art. Well, the only alternate art that's been released so far is the Espeon V Max. Um, so... Out of the regular Vs and Vmaxes that have been revealed, I'm going to predict that none of the evolutions will actually be that valuable. <laughs> so the set all around EVs, all of the EVs will be not valuable. Uh, I suppose it makes sense. Unfortunately, I don't think, I just don't think that they will. I think that the Gengar VMAX stands a chance. Uh, being a dark type, it could probably work in Crobat and Eternatus decks. So, I mean, the full. I guess the Gengar VMAX is the one I'm going to say might be the most valuable. That'll be like the surprise so hit. So far. Because I'm pretty sure the full art Crobat, when it first came out, was the second most valuable one in um, Darkness of Blaze next to the Charizard, just because obviously it was fairly rare and uh, competitively viable. So maybe, you've heard it here first guys, Neil has guaranteed you to get the Gengars £150 each. <laughs> That's a Neil guarantee right there. And if not, Neil will have to buy them from you for that much. Yes. Good luck with all that debt, Neil. Eternatus, Robin. Eternatus? Oh, yeah, actually, I completely forgot. I pulled the um, black and yellow, well, black and gold Eternatus from Shining Fates as well. Hopefully getting the uh, VMAX one at some point to complete my collection of them. Very nice cards. It was a very lucky pull and a very good-looking card. Mm, I did completely forget about that, despite the fact that I made a TikTok about it. Shameless plug, go on my TikTok and like the video. <laughs> yeah, I did actually forget about that one. But yeah, there was, this is a very good card. I'm currently sat next to a, a very large stack of unsorted Shining Fates because sorting cards at the minute, it's not super fun. Try and get those Gengars. Neil says they're going to be expensive. That's if you can actually get Pokemon cards at all because while it has not been officially confirmed, from the sounds of it, we are not going to be getting much stock of Chilling Rain. 
a lot of retailers are reporting at the minute. As is normally the case with how retail works, they'll put in a big order with their distributors. Say for instance, they've ordered, I don't know, a thousand booster boxes and they have received, or they have been told they will receive maybe like a hundred. Some people are putting that they've ordered like 130 and they're getting like six. Again, it's uh, probably going to be a very big drought for chilling rain. I imagine it's going to affect the launch. And unfortunately, I think with the state of Pokemon at the minute with scalpers and everything like that, they will probably all sell out incredibly quickly. The prices will shoot up because no one can get access to them. My opinion on this would be just to hold out and wait because Pokemon will print more, but it will just take some time. I know it sucks, but you don't really want to be buying all of the products from scalpers because then they'll just keep doing it and it will just perpetuate the problem. If you can find it at retail, obviously buy it retail, but yeah, I was, yeah. So a lot of online websites have essentially put up I can't talk about all of them because I don't check all of them, surprisingly enough, but they've put up, instead of being able to pre-order now, they have a countdown to when you are able to pre-order. And it states that they do this because they're waiting to have the physical stock in hand. So they know exactly how many units they've got, which I believe is the first time they've done it for Pokemon, at least while I've been collecting. Normally they can pre-order months in advance. I remember I pre-ordered Darkness of Blaze like four months before it came out. It's going to suck a bit, but hopefully Pokemon, they apparently are working very hard at the minute to try and get a product out. But with the state of everything at the minute, it, they're probably struggling quite a bit, unfortunately. When uh, when is when is Chilling Rain's release, actually? Do we know? Chilling Rain, um, June 18th. June 18th, so next month. Yeah, so when I looked, they were... not back a month. Yeah. When I looked, all of the pre-orders were like the start of June. That's when you could pre-order it. So I would recommend looking at your usual websites and figuring out the days that they are going live because I imagine the pre-orders will probably sell out very quickly. Hopefully everyone managed to... Blister pack promos are more Pico, Fanby, Snorlax, and Eevee. Well, we get a lot, we're getting a lot of more Pico and Eevee and Snorlax. Mm. They seem to be. There was a, a Don fan only a couple of sets yeah. ago. Wasn't the Vivid Voltage Blister pack a Don fan? I think the pre release was, was Don fan. I think the pre release so was. How long ago for a Don fan promo? I mean, it makes no, sense. Fan. It, me it makes sense to release the Fanfy, I guess, because then you've got the evolutionary line. I guess well, it just... have never followed a rule like that. Maybe they're running out of ideas. Maybe they just made loads of promos of them in Japan and there's just nowhere to put them all. Probably. Like, I just shove them in a blister pack. And one of our last Pokemon card news is... There has been another really, really expensive Pokemon card been sold. But I do somewhat understand this one slightly more because just to start off, it was sold for 250k in American. So about what, 210 pounds for all of our English listeners. But it was, um, so essentially it was signed by and also features artwork from the Pokemon Company president now I would try and pronounce his name, but unfortunately, I don't think I could. If we ever did any kind of like backing system, like one of it is just Robin has to read the names of like all the people who've ever contributed <laughs> to Pokemon in that way. Well, I have to I have to read the names of everyone who currently is like a CEO of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be. Uh... I, I, I'm happy to, to hear that, Robin. Oh, uh, that reminds me. It was last week during the Lost podcast that we mentioned the tattoo. Yeah, the the Yakuza style oh. tattoo. Uh, what Pokemon was it? Uh, it was a Dunsparce. Dunsparce 
Neil's favourite Pokemon. Uh, and he's got to have it like all over his back. Yeah, he's got he's got to have like oh. a full on Yakuza style, um, like massive back piece that like ends at his shoulders. If the three of us are living, if the three of us are living above the poverty line, just from this podcast alone. <laughs> yeah, which. Uh, we also discussed last week, for some reason, I don't remember why we were discussing the poverty line in the UK, but it is, um, it's like, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it was just under 18,000 a year. So if anyone out there wants to donate uh, about... £4,000 so the three of us can have one year of no poverty line. Neil will get a massive... Um, Actually, no, we should probably make it, like, 55, because that tattoo is probably going to cost a small fortune. <laughs> True. So, if, if, I mean, if anyone wants to donate that much, we, we promise we will make a video. And tell you what, if you are the individual donor at 55 grand, that video, we will make that video private, and only you will have access to it. You I watch, mean, like, someone will send this to, like, Elon Musk and he'll just do it for the sake of it. I mean, the original the original deal was that I'd be able to retire on making this podcast. It wouldn't just be I, one, off, one off payment. I don't, I don't remember that, Robin. I don't remember that either. No, so that, that must not have happened. Unless you want to get Poster back, you won't be otherwise... Um... <laughs> well, yeah, he was the only other person here, so it's currently two on one. If you can get Post Malone to back you up, I tell you what, we'll make it, we'll, we'll change it, we'll change it for you if it becomes two on two. I know, but the next time he comes onto a podcast, he'll just delete it. We'll just get him to, like, tweet it out or something, Neil. Just get him to, like, tweet it out or on one of his next concerts, just say it. I'm sure he will. Anyone's interested in giving us all of that money, just... Let us know. Just put something in the comments. I'll see it. Don't worry. Um, uh, I suppose talking about names I also can't pronounce. We have a little bit of like really interesting Pokemon news. There is going to be a exhibit made up of real life Pokemon fossils. So they are essentially an exhibit that's going to be traveling around in Japan. Obviously, they're not going to be real, because, unfortunately, Pokemon are not real. But they're going to be sort of... Kind of like... If Pokemon were real, what their skeletons would actually look like. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Because it is, unfortunately, going to be... At the minute, only done in Japan. It'll be starting this summer, and it ends in 2023. So, hopefully... Uh, Covid restrictions will lift and people will be able to go and see if that is something that they are interested in. It is starting its exhibit in um, Hokkaido with the Mikasa City Museum. If I said that right, I probably didn't. But yeah, that's a fun little... I think it's a good way to get kids interested in actual real-life history and archaeology and bits like that. Well, archaeology is the study of ancient civilizations. Paleontology is the study of prehistoric creatures. All right, Ross. That's your little bit of Professor Conquer wisdom today. Yeah. A little bit of behind-the-scenes paleontology was what I wanted to do with my life. Unfortunately, I'm too dumb. Not too dumb, Neil. You're the only one here who can spell. You can't say you're dumb. <laughs> we literally have you around for your intellect. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't do that, Neil. Next week, it's, Neil will be gone. Holly will take his place. Last little bit of news we have. I suppose there's a couple others. Obviously, Pokemon Snap was released a couple of days ago. I have managed to play a little bit. and I'm enjoying it so far. It's pretty much the same as Pokemon Snap when it was released for the Nintendo 64, but I think the nostalgia is definitely 
helping it a bit. I don't think it's exactly an amazing game, mostly because at the end of it, I don't really like how long it takes to get in between the actual playing parts, unfortunately. It'd be nice if, if I failed the course just to sort of jump straight back into it. But yeah, it's a fun little game. And if you want, you can spend 70 quid on a little printer you can attach to your Switch in the shape of a Pikachu to print out your pictures, if that's something you would be interested in. I, surprisingly enough, am not paying that much for a little printer. Maybe if we get the 60 grand, I'll buy it. And I'll take some pictures for people. That'll be what I'll do. Neil will get the giant back piece and I'll buy a printer and take some pictures for people. Sacrifices you make, Robin. I know. I'm, I'm a martyr. We'll have, to get, like, we'll have to get Polly like a Pokemon costume. <laughs> and don't pin sacrifice, he, he has to put it on it. Oh, he's a sacrifice. Can you get cat ones? I bet you can, probably. I'm already making one sacrifice, guys. Whoa, you don't want to make it like two. Because then we'll all have to make two sacrifices and things will just spiral out of control. You know, yeah. Let's keep things simple, like giant back tattoos. One other little bit. I'm assuming it's still valid. Obviously, we reported this last week when it was pretty current. But if you would like a boss's orders full art card, you can currently, we reported a couple weeks ago, you could get the Glossopher in a celebration for the Players' Cup that's going on at the minute, or was going on at the time. Uh, if you would like the Full Art Giovanni, we have the code for you now. Uh, yes, it was PC3 Giovanni. I was just looking this up. It looks like the code is still valid until the 8th of May. However, they are limited, just like the Elder Gospel was, to the first 25,000 people that do it, so... Yeah, there's a chance it might yeah. not still be active. Yeah, the chance of it being available may be a little bit low, but you never know. Yeah, so... Roll that dice. I mean, for the, for the 30 seconds it'd take you to put it in, you might as well give it a go. And yeah, that is pretty much all of the uh, important news over the past two weeks. There's a few little bits we've left out, but unfortunately we don't really have time to talk about every little thing. We've just covered all the uh, important bits, I believe. Well, I can't even remember the bits that we, that we left out, so that shows how important they were. Unfortunately, they were Pokemon Go events that have come and gone now. Yeah. It was the... Uh, I mean, we could mention it, obviously, for Pokemon Go Snap. Uh, the Smurgle event is going on Pokemon Go where you can take a picture. I think when the podcast will be going up, this will be your last day to do it. We did mention it earlier. If you'd like to know how to get it, it's quite simple. It ends May 4th, so obviously try and do it before then. But essentially, just take a picture of a Pokemon... You can attempt it 15 times a day and you have a chance of getting a shiny Smurgle. Uh, this is the only time you'll be able to get it. After this, it will go back to being shiny locked. They may bring it out again in the future, but they may not. I guess it depends on if Pokemon, go, uh, Pokemon Snap 2 comes out. They'll probably bring it out then, but I doubt it. If we get the episode, if you listen to the episode early enough, Hopefully, we're not too late for you. Again, apologise for what happened last week. Hopefully, it shouldn't happen again. And with that, all of the news is wrapped up. And we will go on to the episode review. And this week, because we missed last week, we will be reviewing both episodes. We'll still do it as we normally do it. So one episode, we'll get a vote. We're not going to do it as a uh, like a joint thing. And uh, yeah, so starting with last week's Indigo, it was quite an important one. It was Ash versus Lieutenant Surge. 
and Which everyone I've spoken to was convinced it was a two-parter. Yes, as uh, there's this massive Mandela effect going on about that being a two-part episode. I mean, I was a hundred percent sure that was a two-part episode as well, but clearly not. I mean, the way the way it kind of sets up, it kind of is with like with the way the break is, but yeah. Anyway. Ash, Brock, Misty make their way out of the forest and they finally make their way to the city. They go to the Pokemon Center because they're hungry and the Pokemon Center is just a one-stop place for Pokemon trainers to do whatever they like. And whilst they are there healing up their Pokemon, eating, resting, all those wonderful things, they see loads of Pokemon being brought in that have been destroyed by Lieutenant Surge's Raichu. Ash gets a little worried. He feels confident that he is able to beat the gym leader. Spoilers, he doesn't. They make it to the gym and Lieutenant Surge basically insults Ash for not evolving his Pikachu, calls Pikachu a baby Pokemon, despite the fact that we all know from the first episode of Journeys that it is no longer a baby Pokemon. It evolved from its baby Pokemon, but you know, that's not how time works in the Pokemon universe, I guess. And as I said, Lieutenant Surge manages to beat Pikachu by Raichu being a lot stronger. It's electric attacks doing a lot more damage. And they end up going back to the Pokemon Center in which Nurse Joy just seems to have a incredibly rare Thunderstone with her for some reason. She offers it to Pikachu. Pikachu turns it down because I believe Pikachu says, Pikachu will sell a lot more merchandise than Raichu, so therefore I do not want to evolve because it would make the Pokemon company less money. It was a really weird bit in the episode, like, I didn't quite understand why they did that, but, you know. Yeah, you, like, also Mimikyu would have to change its disguise as well. Exactly, it just creates a lot of issues. For anyone who is somehow, like, like me and Robin, a Pokemon and wrestling fan. It's like John Cena refusing to turn heel just because it will make less money on merchandise. Yeah, exactly. But um, Brock does remember one very important thing. It is that Lieutenant Surge said as soon as he got his Pikachu, he evolved it into a Raichu. And because of that, it won't have learnt some of the speed moves that only Pikachu can learn, which I did like. Because it, it does link in with the games in the fact that when you have Pokemon with that evolve with stones, sometimes you can lock yourself out of learning certain moves if you evolve them too quickly, which is, I thought was a very nice touch. So Ash now has a plan and he goes back to Lieutenant Surge and instead of using raw power, he instead uses Pikachu's more speed and agility based moves. And this is the first time in the anime, I feel that, in the Indigo anime, that the animation for a fight was actually really good. There was like a 30, 40 second minute fight between Pikachu and Raichu and I thought they animated it very well. Pikachu manages to outspeed Raichu and eventually ends up taking the win. And this is the first badge that Ash manages to actually get by winning a Pokemon fight. Not just it ending awkwardly and then him receiving the badge and having a new friend. Unfortunately, Lieutenant Surge won't be joining Ash on his journeys. I would have really have liked him to, but I guess Brock and Misty will do fine. I should also just point out, Lieutenant Surge is at least eight foot tall. Yes, he is like three times the size of Ash. And like four times wider than him as well. But you know... To be fair, he did fight in a war. And the only other thing in, of note in the episode is um, Team Rocket and their fourth wall breaking jokes and the fact that they actually cheer on Pikachu because they realise that if Pikachu loses, that their whole life is pointless because they've been chasing a really, really weak Pokemon. And uh, I believe James has a fourth wall breaking joke at the end where he says that uh, they wasted the whole episode cheering for the good guys. And that's pretty much the episode. All right, we will go on to the Journeys episode and double back to Indigo. 
And the journeys episode this week was Ash and Go go to Ash and Go go to uh, a desert temple type area, and uh, Go manages to catch himself a Demanitan pretty much straight away just by throwing a Pokeball at it. Uh, which is what is the hidden ability neil zen mode transforms into a fire and psychic type or if it's an, or if it's a galarian Darmanitan, with zen mode will transform into an ice and fire type well there you go learning bits about pokemon i didn't know although i'm pretty sure i asked you last week and you probably told me last week as well that was a long time ago though um so ash and go venture down into the temple and it is filled with loads and loads of traps we get a nice little indiana jones reference with a rolling boulder chasing them uh i believe go manages to catch a sand isle as well again normal journey stuff until we get to like a big open room in which they face two Cofagrigus and they manage to beat them. First of all, Go sends his score bunny and it uses a fighting type move and it is unaffected because it is a ghost Pokemon, which I quite like that they actually included that. It is shows that there is some intelligence behind the show. But once Pikachu manages to break them free, we are introduced to someone whose name I couldn't remember last week. I want to say the name Shane. Yeah, I, I, I think I it's... I want to say his name was Shane Seeker. Like, well, that's where we explain him. You'll understand the fun. Yes, so basically, uh, he is a shiny hunter. Shiny hunters are getting some representation. And that is two episodes in a row. Oh no, sorry. It's, well, two episodes now in Journey in which we have seen a shiny Pokemon because he in fact has a shiny Psyduck with him in a nice light blue collar. And someone else appears who isn't really important. They show how Ash and Go get to the temple. This person is the one, the one that helps me get there. And they all arrive in a big final room in which there's a puzzle on the floor, which they managed to beat, and it reveals that the Temple Colossal is actually a Golurk, one that is, I believe they said, three times bigger than a normal Golurk height, or something along those lines. I think it was twice. It was a very big Pokemon. It was a big boy. And they basically say, let's have a raid battle against it. And Ash, Go, uh, Shiny Hunter Simon, and the archaeological woman who comes with them, whose name I don't remember, I'm pretty sure I don't remember like last week either, uh, decide to have a raid battle against him. And all of them pretty much use terrible Pokemon. Because it is, I believe, Ghost Ground? Go look. So what, they use electric, fire, uh, Litwick is ghost fire, and the shaman, the shiny hunter used the Psyduck, so I suppose he actually used an effective Pokemon. But surprisingly, they all got pretty much destroyed very quickly, until Ash and Go decide to pull out their stronger Pokemon, which was Go's Domanitan he caught in the earlier episode, and... Ash's best Pokemon, probably one of the best ones he's had across the whole series, is really his Dragonite. And they are able to beat the Golurk, and Go manages to actually catch it in the end. Not before it releases its cannon mode, which we think is meant to be Flash Cannon. I guess. And it destroys a wall. It destroys a wall and reveals a golden city, which 
no one, um, which Ash and Go don't really seem to be too bothered about. And that's pretty much the episode as a whole. We got a load more catches from Go. We got to see our first, well, not our first raid battle, I suppose, in the Lugia episode. That was technically a raid battle, I guess. Well, our first proper raid battle in the series. But, um, I mean, I already know how these guys are going to vote, surprisingly enough. But I suppose I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to go with the Indigo episode this week. Super important episode. I did enjoy the Journeys episode. I thought it was very good as a world builder for adding loads of little tiny details which just overall expands the world of Pokemon. But the episode itself was just a bit naff. Whereas this episode is a very important one. Uh, Ash gets a badge. Pikachu overcomes a challenge. And just for that short amount of really, really good animation. Like, it just has to go to Indigo this week for me. I will not be changing my vote from last week. Um, which was also a vote for the Indigo episode. It's an important episode, as you said. It's the fight against Lieutenant Surge. It was overall bigger than I thought it would be. As I, as I said, I, I was thoroughly convinced it was a two-part episode with one part being the loss and one part being the rematch. But especially when it was compared to just another filler episode of Journeys, it was an easy decision for me to vote and to go. Ditto. Not the Pokemon. Yeah. Like you say, um, I always thought, like, Journeys would have to pull out something very special to beat this episode. I always thought this episode was going to win. Probably even two episodes, because I thought it was a double part, but clearly not. So, that I believe ties it up for the who's winning? Yes, that brought us up to 7-7. Seven, seven. Now... And we have the perfect segue when it comes to two-part episodes. Yes, so the Journeys episode, this time, spoilers, is a two-part episode. Indigo. Indigo, sorry. <laughs> Not Journeys. <laughs> Indigo. Uh, in this episode, we have the... Well, actually, no, in the, in the, I was about to say the SS Anne, but they called it the Saint Anne in the episode, which I thought was a little weird. Do we know why? That, they... might, be its name in, that might be what it's called in the Japanese games, and we changed it to the SS Anne. I'm not 100% sure about that, though. Obviously, it has quite a few Titanic references, and I also thought it was quite on the nose that they made the captain of the ship Irish. Just to drive the uh, Titanic reference home there. But anyway, I'm jumping ahead of myself. So basically, uh, they are still in the city. They're walking around and they go past the SS... The I'm going to keep calling it the SSM because it just makes sense in my brain to call it that. And they're like, oh, I'd really wish to go on. It's going to be really fancy. It's going to be great. And essentially, Team Rocket come up in a costume that... I feel might be slightly racist now. I don't believe it's racist. I don't believe that... I, I just couldn't figure out what they were going for. That was the issue. They were obviously meant to be teenagers. I got that. Because mostly because of like, the school uniform they were wearing. But I couldn't figure Both out... Of them in school girl uniforms. Yes, well, as well. As we'll probably find later on in the series, James has a probably dresses up as a woman more than he dresses up as a man. Let's, uh, just as a woman more than Jesse does. Yes. But they also have, like, white lips and they change the colour of their skin to be a bit darker. Uh, maybe, I'm assuming it makes perfect sense. It, I don't think it was a, a racial thing, given the fact they have bright orange hair and bright yellow hair. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably makes perfect sense if you're from Japan. But... It, it might just be a cultural thing that just doesn't work over here and it's just like yeah oh. is that meant to sort of be a thing that makes them look more like teenage girls they, they kind of were an orangey brown so i guess maybe fake tan but 
anyway, that's, I suppose it's not important. Like we say, it's a. I don't like you say. I don't feel that it was meant to be racist. I think it's just some cultural miscommunication on my part. Uh, and they give them a free ticket to go on the SSN, and it's revealed. Is the first time? Is it the first time we see Giovanni in the episodes? I believe it is. I think so. I, I want to say it is. But uh, yeah, we see Giovanni, and it's revealed that he has brought a whole load of tickets, and his master plan is to give them out to trainers, so that they have all these brilliant Pokemon all trapped in one place. It doesn't exactly do a very good job, because when we see all the Pokemon, like they are mostly just like Butterfreeze and Charmanders and like Squirtles, which I guess are good Pokemon, but they're not like Dragonites and Magmars and Cyphers and Tauroses and you know, the actual good Pokemon. While Ash is on the ship, uh, he bumps into a fight that is going on between a man's Raticate and a Starmie. The Raticate quite easily beats the Starmie with a Hyperfang, destroying its little gem in the center. And the small child that that grown man beat looked very sad. Uh, and then after that, we go to, which I thought was, I thought was a little weird, but essentially they go to the trading part where Ash and the gentleman, oh, sorry, I skipped a bit. Ash faces the Raticate with his Butterfree, which the man just calls it a draw when Ash is about to win after they have a, a little quick back and forth. Nothing to This it. man is clearly used to beating up the small children, but doesn't know what to do when somebody fights back. Yeah, I can't decide if they were trying to make this man a villain or not. I kind of felt like they sort of were, but not at the same time. No, the big, the big, with the big twirly moustache, it was meant to be. Yeah. A shifting character. But, uh, yeah. So they decide to trade... Ash decides to trade his Butterfree for Eraticate, for some reason. Despite the fact, and then he spends the remainder of the episode being quite sad about the fact that he has traded away his Pokemon that he evolved and grew friends with. Team Rocket decide to. Also, a really bad trade as well. Butterfree's a lot better than I mean, neither of them are particularly brilliant Pokemon, but yeah. I suppose I would pick Butterfree over Raticate. Uh, Team Rocket managed to spring their plan and they start sucking up all of the Pokeballs. We get to see some Team Rocket grunts now for a change. And they have we skipped like... a little bit. What did I skip? James runs into the Magikarp oh, yeah. salesman from the games. Yes. It's actually quite an important part, really. But yes, um, James spends both his wages and Jesse's wages on a useless Magikarp because he got swindled into buying it because each Magikarp can lay a thousand eggs and you can sell them all for a hundred dollars. They do say dollars. And then each one of them will lay a thousand eggs and he can be rich by the end of the week or something like that. And within three generations, it'll be a millionaire. Yeah. Which, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, if you can evolve them all into Gyaradoses, uh, Team Rocket spring their plan. They, uh, all the trainers band together and they start beating Team Rocket, which generally just consists of making pyramids of Pokemon and then using a generic element attack on them. I felt this was a little bit lazy editing wise, but it worked, I guess. Ash then goes to throw his Butterfree out to join all the other Butterfrees fighting the rockets and he instead accidentally throws the Raticate out and he gets sad again. Pretty much all of the trainers pretty much comfortably beat Team Rockets and they all send them off the ship. But during this, there has been a storm a brewing and the ship starts to aggressively move back and forth and they decide to abandon ship. But Ash at the vast minute decides he wants to trade his Butterfree back for Eraticate. He finds the man. They do the trade back using this overly complicated machine that basically they could just pass the Pokeball to each other which I'm assuming they, they only included for the simple fact of it just resembles the trading animations from the game. Because it's like the link cables. Yeah. Yes. Realistically, I suppose you could just pass each other the Pokeballs. It doesn't really matter. Unless they have to go through the machine to like 
register in the Pokedex as, you know, for like the Pokemon League and stuff like that purposes? I guess. They didn't explain that if they did. So I've... I'm just thinking. Know, I'm just, I'm just guessing what the purpose might be. I'm guessing again. It was for merchandise. Yeah. Surprisingly, Pokemon was a company designed to sell toys to kids and to thirty-year-old men, apparently. Uh, but just after the trade, there is another wave that hits the ship, and Ash drop it, drops his Butterfree, and it rolls down the hall. James also drops his Magikarp. It rolls down the hall and Team Rocket and Ash and Brock and Misty are the only ones left in the ship once it capsizes and we get our To Be Continued pops up, hence the two-part episode. Yeah, I don't know what I feel about this episode, but before we get into that, I will move on to journeys. And in this episode, something is going wrong in the lab, so... Ash and Go have to return home and Ash just basically goes my mum's not important so like we're not going to focus on her like literally just straight up goes yeah my mum's not important Ash uh, Go we'll go look at your parents and uh, yeah we go and see Go's parents essentially this episode because Ash's mum has already had episodes I guess it starts with Go buying a present for his parents, which he leaves on the ground as he's getting on the bus. So Ash picks it up and decides to deliver it to him. So for the first part of the episode, Ash isn't around really. And we get a bit of backstory on Go's parents. And essentially they are uh, probably the only two people in the Pokemon universe who don't use Pokemon for their job because they are just computer analysts or computer programmers or something. They do computer stuff, uh, apparently. And because of that, it's revealed that they somewhat neglected Go, apparently, and they didn't really spend much time with him, and he had to spend time with his grandma instead. But when he goes home to see them, there's a problem with the train station, and they have to go to the train station to fix the problem. And he decides that he's going to go deliver them some soup that his grandma made for him so that they can all have soup together at the train station. But on the way, he uh, finds, he's like walking through a park and he finds a Cubone being attacked by three Mankies. And I know exactly why they picked Cubone because Cubone is literally, the description is Go because they literally described it as the lonely Pokemon. And it's meant to sort of mirror Go a little bit in the fact of for those of you who don't know, like the Pokedex is basically Cubone's always sad because it doesn't have its mum because its mum dies and it takes its skull and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Go's parents work too much and don't love him. But they do. So in... Go should wear his mother's skull. Yes. Stop spoiling how the episode ends, Neil. Uh... And the three Mankey managed to steal Cubone's club from him and run away with it. And Go decides that he is going to help the poor Cubone. It is at that point Ash arrives at Go's house. They call him up and Ash comes and joins the hunt. And they basically look around and they manage to trick the Mankeys by using a... What is it? A Nana Berry? Basically bananas the Pokemon version of Bananas. They trap all of them, and the Mankeys basically say they don't remember what they did with the Bone Club that they stole, and then Go brings out all of his Pokemon, so he brings out, what was it, Cypher, Beedrill, Butterfree, and Taylor. yeah. And they all search the area to try and find it, and it is later revealed that a Fero comes over and explains that he saw the Mankeys playing with the Bone Club on the little island. It hit one of them on the head and they threw it into the lake in which they both stood there. I should probably point out it's also winter at this point and Ash and Go don't want to go in the water because surprisingly it's winter and it's very cold. But we get to see Dugon re-enter as they use him and uh, he goes to the bottom of the lake 
finds the bone club, brings it back up, Go gives it to Cubone. At that point, Go's parents reappear because they saw him searching for the club earlier. And they all have like a happy like, yay, family. And Cubone uh, decides that he wants to become Go's Pokemon. So Go's captures him. And it all sort of ends with a nice happy family thing. The grandma won karaoke. Nice, happy filler episode, I suppose. I feel like I covered everything sort of important that happened in that episode. I don't think anything else really happened. I don't know. I really don't know about this episode. I'm a bit torn. Because while I feel the SSN had more going on storyline-wise, I really didn't like the lazy editing in it and the repetitiveness of the episode, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. They did recycle the same, like, Pikachu jumping into a pyramid animation a couple of times. Uh, but the Journey's one, I liked it. We got a bit of backstory on Go, but, like, depending on how important Cubone is, it's nice to see a few of his old Pokemon back. The episode itself was a bit meh. Again, nothing really happens too important. I have stronger feelings towards the Journeys episode than that. I, I genuinely thought that it was ruined by its own concept. They made the Cubone catching this, like... They made it sort of like a big deal. You sort of met the Pokemon at the start of the episode, you got to know it, and then it ended with a triumphant catch. That works, but not with Go, because Go has just thrown Pokeballs at everything that moves. And so I feel nothing for this Cuba because I don't believe, I don't know if we'll ever even see it again. And it's like, nothing Go has ever caught has ever been special. None of Go's catches have been special, so... I feel like it, I feel like this episode just wasted our time with this. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's kind of one of the things of if we're reviewing. It would have been fine had they been making a Sword and Shield series and not a Pokemon Go series. I feel the issue is if Cubone comes back and Cubone becomes a main part of his team, then it kind of rectifies that issue. But because we're just doing it episode by episode, it, it, like you say, it, they kind of it hurts it with the way they've been doing it previously. But like, if Cubone becomes a main part of his team, it makes sense. If it doesn't, though, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just like, why is Cubone more important than the three Cascoons he caught, or the three Wormpools he caught, or the Sandidar we'll probably never see again? And everything he's probably going to catch in later episodes that he's just going to throw one Pokeball at, and that's it, you, that, that's it, they get five seconds of screen time, you never see them again. Uh, that's the problem. I feel that the whole concept behind the journey series and behind the character of go entirely spoils any episode like this having meaning i feel like i'm gonna vote for the indigo because i'm not sure i'm not sure probably it's probably nostalgia it's probably what it is that's making the decision i had issues with both of them and it didn't particularly joy enjoy either of them it was nice to see go's backstory but I'm, I'm not overly interested probably the best bit was like ash not caring about his mum what about uh, you neil i am also going to vote for the indigo episode it's it's still quite an enjoyable episode it's the problem is i feel it's enhanced when it's paired with its part two so ju judging them individually is quite difficult but it's still quite an enjoyable episode as a solo outing and the journeys episode just annoyed me it just reminded me that i'm going to say a very controversial statement here particularly particularly with duncan duncan's going to find this massively controversial pokemon go is the worst thing to ever happen to the franchise and i feel that they have uh, suffering as a result Ooh, i wouldn't go that far neil i They've done far worse things. Yeah, but we haven't had lasting consequences to those far worse things. They've sort of happened and gone away. 
Anyway, this is an argument for another time, Neil. That's a whole podcast. podcast <laughs> I mean, yeah, we probably could make that a whole podcast. Yeah, to be totally uh, honest, unfortunately, I ran out of time to watch the episodes this week. So, from the sound of it, you two are both agreeing is, is a very good thing because um, no matter what I thought, it wouldn't have changed anything, thankfully. Why don't you just be controversial then, Duncan? Vote for Journeys. Just to spite yeah, Neil. I, I vote for Journeys just because of Neil's one comment there. I haven't heard of fight war, Neil. And that now makes it 8-7 for Indigo. Like Neil said earlier, I, from what I remember about the SSN, I remember from the second part, mostly, other than the trade. So I feel Journeys might struggle a bit next week. But I guess we will see. Or maybe not. The podcast might not happen again. <laughs> It'll be a nice surprise every week that if one appears or if one doesn't. That will about be it for this week. As always, I have been first chair of the Royal Albert Hall Opera thing, Robin. <laughs> and I was the tenor, Neil. Oh, I can't remember what I said last week. Uh, I don't know why you would have been an opera. Uh, I'll be that guy from the Go- Compare adverts. Oh, that's I good. I need a tenor. Uh, can't have two tenors, surely. That would mess up the, the whole uh, ambience of it. Yeah, we'll make it work. That's the whole purpose of this opera, is like a tenor off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, join us hopefully next week when we will actually have an episode. Maybe. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you'd like any more content out there, you can always search for myself at Robin underscore collects on YouTube and TikTok. The same goes for Duncan. You can find him on TikTok at Yadoing. That's been it for everyone at the Gala Region News at 8. Good luck hunting, everyone. And remember, stay safe.